Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Are you ready for the Bible today? Yeah. All right. Today, uh, the message is called Waiting Upon the Lord. It looks blurry. Now it looks right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, waiting upon the Lord. I want to read to you Isaiah 40, verses 29 through 31, and then we're going to pray. Isaiah 40, 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases power to the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and, and young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in the Lord, another version says, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Have you ever been tired in your life? That's just kind of an easy one, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, that's one of those, everybody says, well, yes, I have been tired. As a matter of fact, that does speak to me. I've been tired in my life. It says, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. That's what we're going to talk about today, waiting upon the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for who you are in our lives. Lord, we give you thanks for our blessings. We thank you for making us rich with relationships. Thank you for making us rich with your presence. Thank you, God, for your goodness in our lives. And we t- today we just say, God, we give you credit for the good things in our lives. And we bring you the honor and the praise and the thanks for blessing us and watching over us. Lord, I pray today that everyone, Lord, will hear something that's just for them as they hear the word today. God, we open up our ears and we open up our hearts and we just believe in your ability to speak. And God, I pray for the empowerment and the leading of your Holy Spirit. God, to share what's in your heart. We love you and we honor you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And everyone said, amen. Last week, we had a lot of fun. If you missed it, you can go online or listen to the podcast, but we celebrated... The three-year mark, give me me just a moment. I forgot to clip my little thing here, and so it's wanting to pull off. There we go. Last year, we celebrated the three-year anniversary of our capital campaign, Victory for Generations, and we talked about just how faithful God has been, how good it's been, and we talked about how now we're in a place where we're in the season of being ready for God to speak. When he says to launch out in the deep, we want to be ready. When he says cast your net on the other side, we want to be ready. When he says, okay, it's time to put a shovel in the ground, we want to, we want to be ready and be full of faith for that moment. And this week, what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about waiting. Because it applies to us as a congregation, but it certainly applies to us in our normal day-to-day lives. Now, I have not met a lot of people who like waiting. And most of us, we like our things to move along, right? We like, we like let's, let's move this thing along. But there's something, there's value in waiting when you do waiting the right way. Now, the kind of waiting I'm talking about is not like the DMV waiting. Now, I got to give credit where credit's due. If you, you were around a while ago, it used to be when you went to the DMV, it was the longest 
immobile line you've ever stood in in your life. And someday, somewhere, somebody cracked the code and realized they need to give you a letter, a number, and a seat. And then you're just kind of like playing bingo in there. You're just kind of like, F32, I'm F35, it's three more to go. And then they call all the G's and all the I's. And then you're like, F33, yes, I'm closer. Somehow they changed the dynamic of that thing. Waiting on the Lord is different than waiting at DMV because it yields a very particular result when we do it right. I want to read that ver- those verses again. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even yous grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in or those who wait upon the Lord they will renew their strength. Doesn't that sound wonderful? To have your strength renewed? They'll soar on wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. (laughs) Elizabeth's laughing at me. We grew weary on Tuesday because we got into a hike that was, um, we did not bring enough water and food for this hike. And so like the last it's like seven miles into the, and uh, three miles, three and a half miles out, three and a half miles in. And on the way back, we were just literally like telling our legs, go, go, go. So she's laughing. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll, they'll walk and not faint. She's like, well, <laughs> there was a little, little faint. Um, you know, in our lives, we tend to go, 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 go. And many times we can do it in our own strength. Have you ever been guilty of that? Like, I'm going to go, and I'm going to do, and I'm going to make this happen. And, you know, the idea of waiting upon the Lord is actually, and one of these days I think I want to I do a series on the concept of Sabbath. You know, scripturally, even what we're doing today for, uh, on Sunday mornings, it was predicated by this concept of Sabbath. And the idea of Sabbath was to take a, a day of rest, but it wasn't just a rest from the Lord, or excuse me, a rest from your work. It was a rest in the Lord. And it was an act of worship, this idea. And so when I think of waiting upon the Lord or putting our hope in the Lord, this idea of of putting our eyes and our heart on him and finding our rest in God, and then we receive our strength. It's not waiting in DMV where you're just waiting for a transaction. You're waiting upon the Lord for our living God to pour his strength and his virtue in you. But most of us, we want to manufacture that strength or we want to figure out, well, what do I need to change in my eating or change in my habit so that I have the strength so I can do what I need to do? But you know, there are some things, there are some virtue, there are some things that you are only going to receive from him. And dare I say, they are the best things. Waiting upon the Lord looks different than other kinds of waiting because it's laced with hope inside of it. You see, when we wait upon the Lord, there's this hopeful expectation that happens inside. We're we're expectant of something good because this kind of waiting is waiting upon Him who we know is good and who can provide and strengthen us. You know, we're in the period after Easter now, and last week I I deliberately wanted to bring us a message that had to do with after the resurrection of Jesus and we talked about how um, he went and saw the disciples when they were out fishing and the, casting the net on the other side. And today I want to do another post-Easter or post-resurrection story from Scripture. Uh, and it's specifically where 
Jesus told his disciples, I want you to go and wait. How do you like that kind of thing? Would you just go and wait? Some of us are terrible with those directions, right? Like, well, why don't you just get back to me and I'll find some things to do and then let me know when we're going to pick this thing up. But no, there's something of value in the waiting. And that's what I want to impart to you from the word today is that there's value in the right kind of waiting. Acts 1, verse 3 through 9 says this. After his suffering, talking about Jesus, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proof that he was alive. Hallelujah. He appeared to them over and over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Would you say the word wait? Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. Now, you know, if you're waiting for a gift, maybe you can be more patient. Right? Like, what? Well, hold on, you didn't tell me there's a gift involved here. Okay, now I'm getting more patient, right? G34. Okay, I'm good. I've got my seat. I'm good. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come tie my bow tie. Then they then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes in a cloud that hid them before their sight. I'm not much for rabbit trails, um, but I just want to take a real quick rabbit trail. Jesus told them to go and wait. And they had this expectation of, oh God, are you going to go and fix this political problem and that political problem? And are you going to take care of this? Y'all know where I'm going with this, right? Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about politics directly because we don't do that from this place. Um, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Are you going to do this? And he, what Jesus says is he says, it's not for you to know the times of the Spirit. He says, but the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you to be my witnesses. He was giving them a redirect. He was saying to them, you are focused on this solution, and I have a solution for the world, which is to empower you to be my witnesses, to tell people that Jesus has risen from the dead and he can save their souls. Amen? Rabbit trail over. What are they waiting for? Well, they're waiting for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I wondered, I asked myself the question, I thought, Jesus, like, why? Why wait to give them the Holy Spirit? Jesus is right there with them. He's accomplished everything. He has gone to the cross. He's risen from the dead, right? Now, there was a moment where he did say to his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. But this was going to be like a more broad thing. There was going to be 120, and then there was going to be a 3,000 that came and were gathered and all that. I thought, Jesus, why not, why not do that as kind of a crescendo right before going to heaven? And I think the reason for it might be that they would need to be filled with the Holy Spirit time and time and time again. And the idea of Jesus not 
physically being present and sending the Holy Spirit upon the people of God. It was going to give them, frankly, a bit of a pattern of how to receive the Spirit and receive the Spirit and receive the Spirit. Have you noticed that you leak? And you need the Holy Spirit more and more and more. And He can fill you and fill you again and fill you again. I wonder if the reason why it was such a demonstrative uh, thing in Acts chapter 2 where tongues of fire come and people are speaking in other tongues and all of this kind of stuff is going on. I wonder if, if, the, if Jesus was really intentional about not actually being physically in the room at that moment. Because we would need to receive the Holy Spirit over and over and over again. Just the thought. Why, why is waiting so important? Right? Why not just like a scheduled time? Hey, be, at, you know, be there at such and such a time on such and such a date and bammo whammo it's going to happen. Right? Like why not? And I think it's because waiting gives faith time to season. Mature to marinate. Because, you know, our, our, our faith needs to be strong, amen? It's like our muscles. We, we, they, need, they need some work. Without, without waiting, prayer would kind of be like magic, wouldn't it? If there was no waiting, and every time you prayed, bamo whammo, I'm, it's not in my notes, but it just... <laughs> it's kind of, it, it would be almost like turning prayer into an incantation or it, like voila, like, and, and that's, like, that's more like witchcraft, isn't it? But there's something about the waiting and the faith and the interaction that's very relational that makes us stand in a place where I've prayed the prayer and I've come to you in faith, Lord, and I've given you, and I believe that you've heard me and I believe that you are working. You see, that's where faith is working. Because if, if it was just every time, bamo whammo, if it was just every single time, you, you we know each other, we would just turn it into our manipulation. We would say the words without the faith. We'd say the words without the relationship. We'd say the words and make it happen, wouldn't we? We'd take control into our own hands. But there's something about the waiting that says, God, I know you're there and I know you're listening. I know you've heard me because I know your nature and I know who you are. There's something about the waiting that can even test our faith, but that test can make it stronger. It's not meant to make it weaker. It's not meant to say, oh, do you really believe or how long can I make you wait? Because I don't think that's the nature of God. But I think he knows that we need to have a strong faith and a living faith and a faith that, that is really active and, and has been tested and, and has some, some meat to it, right? But see, waiting in faith, and when I say waiting in faith, I mean waiting with kind of a disposition that just says, God, I trust you. Yeah. That kind of faith and that kind of waiting can settle you because you get settled in God and I'll even say this like then your focus is not on the answer it's on the one who gives the answer because really it's about him and our relationship with him and and our trust of him it gives us the opportunity to be settled in the Lord you see the waiting's not meant to unsettle you it's meant to settle you. It's an opportunity to reset yourself. Waiting, when done really well, it positions you to receive. Because waiting before the Lord is a disposition of faith. 
It's a faith waiting, right? My faith is waiting upon the Lord. I'm believing. There's a, I like that how there's a, a couple different versions of how Isaiah, uh, uh, or, yeah, Isaiah 40 is translated. Those who wait upon the Lord, right? Those who hope upon the Lord. Waiting, it just positions you. Okay, now we've done our part, and now we're just waiting upon the Lord. This isn't the stuff we want to do. This is the stuff that's really good for us. But one of the things that we need to recognize is we need to recognize that waiting is, is a normal thing before the Lord. But there's a way to wait appropriately. Because see, sometimes what happens is we get discouraged in the waiting. And really what we need to do is we need to get strengthened in the waiting. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Because it's, it's a little bit of a paradox, but it's an active waiting. I'm waiting upon the Lord. This is maturity, y'all, right? This is us growing in our maturity and our faith and our relationship with the Lord. In Acts 1.8 it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, I think a lot of us are we're operating in too much of our own strength and our own power. It's an interesting tension because God gave you that strength. That strength is a gift to you. Like he's given you agency and ability and gifting and all that. And he built you for a reason and he wants you to use it. But sometimes we just, we, we operate too much on our own battery and we don't get our battery charged from the Lord. and We don't get the strength that we can from the Lord. And that's what this is about today is that there's a strength that can be found in the Lord. We think we got to work, work harder to make it happen. But maybe what we need to do is just make room for God to move, right? Make some room by waiting. And again, I, I keep, you know, kind of pointing to this. It's not passive waiting. It's an active, faith-filled kind of waiting. It's a waiting that continues the conversation with the Lord. It's a waiting that it waits upon Him. And that's where it creates that kind of space where you can, you know, just waste some time on God and worship God and just spend some time with Him. This week I was um, starting one of my days, and um, I, I had kind of a plan for what I wanted to do that day. And I'm, I'm uh, I work out of my office from home, and I just kind of had this kind of gut feel, like like this kind of Holy Spirit unction, like you need to go take a walk. And I thought, well, you know, I kind of got a plan, but you know, the weather was really nice outside, and so like I was easily influenced. <laughs> So I'm really close to Tucker Park there on the James, so I just kind of scooted down there, and I'm walking around, and I'm just talking to the Lord and, and you know, just taking the walk, and I'm like, I feel like I'm playing hooky from work, you know. I'm just <laughs> like walking around this path. So, but I really felt like I should just go take a walk. I'm walking around the, this path, and while I'm walking and having this conversation with the Lord, this thought drops in my mind, and I realize that I had made a mistake or possibly made a mistake on a report that I had done the day before. And it wasn't the hugest thing and that kind of thing. But I just need, I think the Lord just kind of wanted to drop something in me to make a correction on something. And I'm just walking around, and I kid you not, and some of y'all who knew me well, this isn't going to surprise you. I just started thinking about some spreadsheets and some reports. I went, huh, I wonder if, and I wonder if, and I thought I should go check here and here. And I went back to my office, and by golly, I found the mistake, and I'm like, all right, we got it right. I don't know if I kept on going if I would have found it. Does that make sense? Sometimes there's value in the space. 
and allow it. And again, it needs to be active, not passive. It, you know, waiting upon the Lord is not binge watching on Netflix. If you binge watch on Netflix, I am not judging you. I have found some amazing, cool shows on Netflix. There's this one called Alone. Oh my word. These Alaska shows I've been getting into lately. Anyhow, we're preaching the Bible today. These people, I mean, <sighs> Elizabeth's really concerned. She's like, I don't like you watching those Alaska shows. She thinks I'm going to want to like go there or something. I said, will you watch them with me? She goes, no. <laughs> no. Wait on the Lord with me, Elizabeth. Um, Isaiah, excuse me, it's not Isaiah. No, this is a different verse. I'm sorry. Psalm 37, verse 4 says this. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. Can I read that to you again? Doesn't that sound just like what we're, he- what, what we're seeing in Scripture today? Take delight in the Lord. You know, some of us need to hit the pause button and take that pause in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Some of y'all are fighting for something, and you need to let God fight for you. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Don't fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. I love that. Take delight. Be still. Wait patiently. Don't fret. He will give you the desires of your heart. I love sometimes when I'm talking to young adults and talking about, you know, what, what's your passion? What's God put in your heart? And things like that. And, to, and helping them say, you know, the passions God put in your heart, he probably put them there. You know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll grant the desires of your heart. And I say, but be careful because, you know, it also says in the Bible that the heart is, is, um, is wicked above all things. <laughs> Can't be trusted. <laughs> The, the key is, the wisdom is to know the difference between the two, right? But what if there are things that you receive from the Lord in resting that you can't receive in striving? A lot of us, like, work hard, reward. Work hard, reward. And you know what? That's a godly principle. That's a good thing. But do you know that not everything in life is supposed to be earned. You couldn't earn your forgiveness in Christ, could you? You couldn't earn His grace, His unmerited favor in your life. There are things that God wants to put in your life that you find in rest and delight in Him and not because you worked hard. And by golly, don't let us work for the thing that He wants to bestow. Right? Because it, it kind of dishonors God. Because there are some things that he just wants to bless you with and treat you better than you deserve. But, you know, we have to learn how to rest in him. We have to learn how to rest in him. Delight in him. You know, there are, there are times where God says, launch out into the deep 
And that's what we need to obey and do, right? There are times when he says, go back and throw your net on the other side, right? And then there are times where he says, go to Jerusalem and wait for the gift. Wait upon the Lord. And that has to happen in the context of our relationship with God. That's, it's in your relationship with God that you know when to go and when to wait. And he doesn't make it a math equation. He doesn't make it an incantation. The Bible isn't a cookbook that we're just looking up recipes. It, the word of God is a way for us to know the heart and the nature of God and so that we can have a living relationship with him and know who he is, the author of that word. What, are, what is it that you are waiting for right now in your life? Are you waiting for an answer? Are you waiting for wisdom from God? Are you waiting for strength? Are you waiting for something to change that you can't control? Here's my challenge to you today. Be intentional about how you wait. In your heart, don't don't be stranded in the DMV line. But be waiting before the Lord. Because, you know, the, the reality is if, if you do this well, what you're going to do is you're going to wait in the presence of the Lord and in your relationship with the Lord. And I tell you what, when you're, waiting, when you're waiting in the DMV line with the Holy Ghost, it's a lot easier. Because there's this interaction and the good stuff is already there because you're relating to your God and interacting with your God. Let your heart... Be in a place of faith before the Lord when you're waiting. Let your, let your heart be settled before the Lord. I think God wants to let some anxiety and, 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 and all of that just kind of melt off while you're waiting. He's not trying to work you up. He's trying to settle you down. Let your heart be at rest as you wait before him. You see, if we, if we can do this well, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Have the strength of the Lord. I, I want to I tell you today, maybe, maybe you're in a place today where your life is not making sense. Maybe you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus. You've never taken that step in your life. And life just isn't making sense. And you know, maybe you've tried um, to make, make sense of it on your own, but what was missing is God missing from your life. I, I want to invite you today that if life isn't make, making sense and you've never asked God to come into your life, never asked Jesus to come into your heart, I just want to invite you to do that today. This is what it says in Scripture. It says in John 1.12, Yet all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. And I I just want to invite you today, if things aren't making sense and you've never turned your life over to the Lord, I just want to invite you to receive him today. I want to invite you to say yes to Jesus. Yes, Jesus, I need you in my life. Yes, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Yes, Jesus, I want to know what it is to follow you. If if that's a decision that you're making today, you just cry out to him in your own words and however you see fit and just say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I 
appreciate what you've done on the cross to forgive my sins. I want to follow you. And he will start a brand new life and give you new life in him. And if that's a decision that you want to make today or even that you're thinking about making today, we want to know about it. If you're, if you're online, you can go to victorychristian.church and click on Next Steps. And then we can reach out to you and, and rejoice with you, talk with you, whatever you want. If, if you're here in, in the room today and you want to make that kind of decision to follow Jesus, uh, just don't leave here today without talking to me because I want to be excited for you. It is the greatest decision that you will ever make on your life. This April the 18th, 2021 is a good day to turn your heart over yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. And um, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I want to pray with you today. I want to pray that God will teach us how to wait. Now, I, sometimes I'm writing messages, and I joke in my head, and I go, if I told the people what I was preaching on today, they'll be like, I'll be back next week. <laughs> Who gets excited about, let's wait. I want to teach you all how to wait. The Lord says to wait. You're like, oh, goody, let's wait. No one signs up for that. But isn't his word good and isn't he good? There's wisdom in the waiting, but it's not passive, amen? Would you say not passive? It's not a passive waiting. It's a waiting before and waiting upon and an active waiting, a faith waiting that actually has the ability to settle you. And I want to pray for you today that whatever you need to do to wait on the Lord, that you'll have the wisdom and the grace to wait on the Lord and that we would be a people that we can wait when we're supposed to wait and we can launch into the deep when we need to launch in the deep because that's living faith, amen? Would you stand with me? I'd like to pray with you today. God, we are so impressed with you. Surely your wisdom is far above our wisdom. You're so smart. And God, today we, we first say, Lord, would you forgive us for all the things that we try to accomplish and do in our own strength? We recognize, God, that there are places where we try too hard and we're trying to make things happen that, God, you want to take care of. Give us the wisdom to know the difference. I thank you for your grace and your forgiveness. Lord, today, in these places that we know you've called us to wait, God, may there be a settledness and a joy and a peace and a fulfillment as we wait to the Lord. Lord, in a moment you can speak, in a moment you can launch us in the deep, in the moment you can take care of things. But Lord, may we have a faith that there's something good in the waiting, there's something good in the hanging out in your presence, there's something good about being before you, there's something good to be found in it, Lord. And that, Lord, time with you and time before you and time with the disposition of our hearts set before you, God, is never a waste of time. It's always a good time because you're there and you're in that place. And God, for those who are anxious, those who have been frankly tired of waiting, may the peace of God come over your heart. May that tension melt off of you today. May the grace and the peace of the Lord God, our Lord God come upon you. And may we, God, be a people who wait well and who launch out on time. And God, to know the times to come and to go and to work and to rest. 
And may we know what it is, God, to delight in you. Oh, God, you're so good. We're so thankful for you. We delight in you. You are good. Your love endures forever. Your faithfulness through all generations. How good is our God? How good are you, Lord God? We worship you in this place today. We glorify you today. And we just say, God, you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of glory and worthy of honor. We thank you for who you are today. We delight ourselves in you. We thank you for who you are. Lord, may we know what it is to receive strength as we wait upon you. May we know what it is to receive the filling of your spirit over and over again as we wait upon you. God, you're so good. We love you and we worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.